Good evening. Welcome to the Snake River Lib Podcast. It is the 3rd of March, Friday night. Apologize for the lateness of the podcast. It's been a busy day and lots of things still going on. But I wanted to get this done just so it'll be a short one tonight. Um, I need to hop over to the lib or to the view from the rim and uh, do some discussing over there. But uh, I wanted to start off by talking about um, there's been a lot of exchanges on the Hill between various uh, nominees and Republican senators mostly because Democrats are going to there. It doesn't matter what they what the nominees do, except for a handful of them. And we just saw I'm sorry, I want to stop for just a moment. A couple things. one thing that did happen was that the House voted to override a new law that was put into place or is being put into place. And the House does have the authority to do that in Washington, D.C., because ultimately that the Congress does have the ability to uh, uh, legislate or to make laws for the District of Columbia. The District of Columbia is the city council voted overwhelmingly to uh, roll back um, crime, meaning that, you know, because of equity and because of social justice and everything, they're just going to make things essentially, they're not making them not crimes. They're not, they're not decriminalizing these activities. What they're going to do is they're just choosing to not prosecute. They're getting rid of mandatory sentences, which I'm not necessarily opposed to. In fact, I would say that, um, mandatory sentences really limit the ability to either throw the book at somebody or or to realize that there were mitigating circumstances. Uh, so mandatory sentences, I'm not I'm okay with that, but they're essentially decriminalizing um, misdemeanors and they're downgrading even many felonies. And also there's a lot of other things that's just going on BS. Uh, mainly, the reason I say it's BS, carjackings in particular, is one of the highlights. And the mayor, you know, no conservative, remember, she was uh, she was one of the ones that, that allowed the riots on January 6th to happen by, by refusing the president's request to offer up um, National Guardsmen to... to uh, help secure the Capitol. You see, as a reminder, the administration, certainly the FBI knew that something was amok. The president offered uh, to activate 10,000 National Guards soldiers to help secure the Capitol. Can you imagine what would have happened if that had happened? It would have been a non-issue. But the mayor vetoed this this, uh, law. And the city council overrode it, but now they've been over, they're being overrode by the Congress, including including the House and the Senate. And even though it's a Democratic Senate, you had a handful of Democratic senators, Mansion for one of West Virginia, but also one we don't hear often, but we you're, you'll hear more throughout this year. John Tester of Montana is up for re-election. Montana being a very red state, he's been able to toe the line, but on stuff like this, this is really beyond the pale. And with John Fetterman being in uh, um, 
institutionalized, at least for a small time, to deal with his depression, that really leaves the Democrats uh, struggling to on the majority in the Senate. But it doesn't matter because they passed it. They passed the House resolution. And the president has ended, he told the Senate that he's going to allow it to go into law. He's, um, president is choosing to not veto or he doesn't have to sign the bill. If, if the bill goes, arrives on his desk and he does nothing with it, it becomes law in case you weren't aware of that. And so the president essentially has, has hung out the house members to dry because, you know, they were counting on him to do what he's supposed to do and veto this, this legislation. You know, they're going to, you'll hear all about states' rights. You'll hear all about uh, taxation without representation. You'll talk about the democratic process. The bottom line is this, you know, you can't save people from, from, their stupidity all the time, but there are certain things because other people, you know, this is the nation's capital. There are certain things that you have to do in spite of what the people may want. I mean, we saw that here in Kansas city back in the 19, well, goes way back before the eighties, but I specifically remember the ruling that came down. I believe it was judge Clark, the federal court that, that, uh, ruled that, that uh, the desegregation case for the Kansas City School District, where if you lived within the city limits of Kansas City, even if you did not live within the the confines of the school Kansas City School District, which is essentially if you lived in suburbs anywhere outside of uh, uh, Kansas City proper, and when I say that, south of, of the Missouri River. And uh, Kansas City itself, not Independence or one of the uh, surrounding suburbs. Um, but if you lived in, if you worked in Jackson County, then a judge created a tax out of whole cloth. And why did he have to do this? Well, he, first of all, he had no authority to do it. But the people that lived within the Kansas City School District refused to vote on increases in levies and property taxes to improve the deplorable conditions which created a de facto segregated school district when compared to the suburban districts of Kansas City. And so the judge took these draconian measures which were completely unconstitutional. But what is not unconstitutional is Congress voting to set law in the District of Columbia? And I've spent an awful lot of time talking about that, but it's very important to see that there, you know, that politics, if nothing else, and th this is one of the beautiful things, you know, libertarianism all about, you know, you do you, I'll do me, ne'er the twain shall meet. But in reality, this is this is selfishness 101 at its highest level. President Biden knows that the district is in big trouble. Crime is is just exploding and it's becoming unsafe for people. They, they had to clear out Union Station there in 
Washington, D.C. for his little photo op that he did there. I mean, they literally had to go in and clear the place out because the homeless, because of junkies, because of all the crime that's going on within Union Station. They literally had to go and move everybody out and clean it up. This is the place where diplomats from all over the world come, and this may be their only experience with the United States. And look what they're seeing. So kudos to Manchin and Tester for acting in your own political self-interest and supporting this Republican bill. And I suppose even kudos to President Biden, although we're going to have plenty to talk about President Biden here after the break. And sheer incompetence. And we'll be right back. And here we are, back at the Lib. Thank you so much for listening, if I didn't mention that in the first segment. Um, You know, I don't even know the guy's name, and so that's my bad. But let me go and see if I can find his name real quick. I was watching some hearings, and, you know, I have a lot of fun watching congressional hearings, especially when you have something like this. So, enter into the arena, Phil Washington, who is the nominee to serve as the administrator of the FAA. The FAA, by the way, is, is the administrator of the FAA is not one of those positions that a president gets to nominate when a new president comes in. They serve specific terms. I believe that the term is five years. And, and the, Unless they have a cause. I mean, the president can always fire them. But it's not something, you know, like the the cabinet secretaries that the president automatically gets to do. They have set terms which overlap administrations or at least terms of administrations. So anyway, so enter Phil Washington. He's a former military guy. Good for him. Thank you. Um, was asked some very basic questions. First of all, let me start off by pointing out that this person has absolutely no, Phil Washington does not have any experience in aviation. He was asked questions by a Republican, Senator Ted Budd of North Carolina. Now, North Carolina is a purple state. It's mostly red, um, but it's not traditionally so. In fa- and it's not been consistently red, 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 usually more often than not. North Carolina has a Republican senator and a Democrat senator. I think right now both of them are Republicans, but don't quote me on that because I didn't want to take the time to go look. But so, but you have to remember that the that you're gonna if you're gonna find a middle of the road Republican, it's gonna be from a state like North Carolina that is not a that is not an automatic that's gonna be red, red, red like like uh, um, Oklahoma or somewhere like that. So he started asking a series of questions. Now, normally I will go on and harangue the fact that Merrick Garland, and I meant, I think I may have mentioned this, if not, exchanges between the Attorney General and Josh Hawley of Missouri, Ted Cruz, of course, of Texas, um, 
John Kennedy from Louisiana, Marsha Blackburn. I could go on and on. This guy, Merrick Garland, is a dirtbag. Thank goodness he was never going to be on the Supreme Court. So if nothing else, we have uh, Mitch McConnell to thank for that. It's one of the few things besides the judges that ended up being on the court. But the answers that Merrick Garland gives, we'll talk about that in a second. I just want to talk about the incompetence of this administ- of this would-be administrator of the Federal Aviation Administration. Full disclosure, I worked for the Federal A- A- Aviation Administration, the FAA, for 28 years as an air traffic controller at, let's see, how many different facilities was I at as a controller? Three facilities. Um, I was traffic management. I was a supervisor at uh, Kansas City Center. And I finished my career as the tower manager and FAA liaison, air traffic liaison in Idaho with my tower being in Twin Falls, one of the two non-radar approach controls uh, run by the FAA in the United States. The other being Helena, Montana. So the FAA, I always pay a little bit of attention to what's going on over there. Senator Bud asks a series of questions. This would-be administrator can answer none of them. And these were not trick questions. Questions like, now, for people that are not aware, they, you're going to say, well, why would anybody know these questions? But for somebody that's involved, especially with the FAA having all the issues that they've been having recently with near midairs and, and uh, possible collisions, as well as the shutting down of the uh, notice to air mission, which used to be notice to airmen. But, you know, heck, we changed that name because we didn't want to be offensive, but we let the system crash. You know, questions like this. What airspace requires an ADSB transponder? I would not expect a layperson to know that. And truthfully, having been away from it for, what is it, 2016? So it's uh, 2022, six full years and change. Um, I would be, I know what ADSB does. And I am, but as far, as far as the airspace goes, I can't answer that question. But FAA administrator, where this is an integral part of the national airspace system, should answer that. Or the operation limits of a pilot under flying under basic med, which is a reduced qualification pilot certificate. Uh, dealing with pr- primarily with uh, the health screen, the the uh, airman certificate. Can't answer it. On and on. On and on and on. Can't answer the questions. He's supposedly this great manager, and yet there were several issues in Los Angeles the uh, the mass transit system there that he was that he was involved in lots of lawsuits as well as in Denver where he managed the airport I guess or at least uh, the city's managing of the airport. So mediocre at best, 
And this is where it comes down to this. It scares me. He is black, by the way. Now, his nomination is not a given because having served in the military prior, for somebody to have a, a, an appointment of this nature, it's illegal unless they get waivers from both houses of Congress. And so while the Senate may vote to confirm him, he's got to get that waiver first from the House. But this is what I mean. The Democrats wouldn't even bat an eye voting for this guy. to run the FAA. Wouldn't even bat an eye. And yet he has no demonstrable skills in running an aviation. He doesn't even know anything about aviation. We've dealt with and met, talked about several times all these nominees, which are selected, not because they're the best and most qualified for the position. That's one of the th good things I mentioned previously about Trump. You know, he had a falling out with somebody. He fired him. There are a number of people within the Biden administration that should not be in their position. One of them is Merrick Garland. Did you know that the FBI issued a memo infiltrating Catholic churches where they have Latin masses because those are considered more traditional, because they are afraid, because of the pro-life stance? His question, the questioning regarding the felonies that could have been charged after the leak of the Dobbs ruling, when people were protesting at the uh, Supreme Court justices' houses, every single one of those people could have been charged with a felony. Merrick Garland blames the Marshal Service for not arresting anybody. I guarantee you that the Marshal Service got the memo. They were there to protect, and Merrick Garland said this, they were there to protect the safety of the justices and their families. They weren't there to disrupt the protest, to send people home. These people were acting in violation to statute. Now, we can question whether or not um, the ability to protest specifically in these instances is protected free speech or not. And you can make an argument for that. But Merrick Garland didn't try to make that argument. He said he sent the marshals in to, to guarantee the safety of the justices. He did not send them in to break up the protests, which the protests were contrary to law. With liberals, progressives, the end result doesn't matter. What matters are their intentions. No matter what, 
That's why we appoint or that's why we choose somebody to be vice president because we want to be seen by people as caring. The first woman to serve as vice president of the United States, and she's also a woman of color. Check, check. The fact that she's incompetent is irrelevant. Except that she's a good insurance policy from her party from the party deciding it's time for Joe to go to pasture. Because he'll just say, Hey, look what you got. You have the appointees over at uh, HHS. Both under Donald Trump. Donald Trump was not immune. His Donald Trump's problem is he did not follow his instincts because he should have fired these people during COVID. Now we have email strings proving that what we've known all along, what we on the right have known all along, is that it's very likely it was a lab leak, COVID was. Proven what we've known all along, that masks, particularly the cloth masks, are completely useless in protecting someone against the virus. We're now learning what we've known all along is that natural immunity is at least as good, if not better, than getting two of the RNA shots from Pfizer and Moderna. They have destroyed confidence in the government medical community. That's not a bad thing. But the fact that they would not be skeptical, that they would not be inquisitive, should scare the living crap out of you. These people control grants, research grants, research which is done to discover perhaps new clean energy, AI. new methods of curing cancer. But we know that many of these grants are handed out based on previous research done by the scientists. And the scientists in their research have come to a conclusion that's contrary to official government policy. What do you think the odds are of these scientists getting a grant? Slim and none. Becerra, who's the head of uh, HH uh, Health and Human Services, is not a doctor. He's a lawyer. Former, former Attorney General, I believe, of California. What does he know? 
Check some boxes, though. That's what matters. Mayorkas over at uh, Homeland Security. Never mind what the policies of, of this administration have actually done or how much less humane they are than what Donald Trump had established. But they meant well. Never mind the mother of two kids who were killed by fentanyl-laced opiates. Where the president laughed at the mother. See, it's all at the very top. Joe Biden wasn't Trump. And the thing is, if Trump's the nominee, it'll happen again in 2024. Vivek2024.com um, The more he talks, the more I like it. He wants to tear down the FBI maybe even the J. Edgar Hoover building brick by brick and rebuild it. I've got some issues with rebuilding it. But tearing down the FBI, I'm not sure there's any choice but to do that. It's the Snake River Lib. My life matters. Does yours?